Welcome to the Back Hoodie Funky Podcast, everyone. Before we begin today's Bethesda Game Studios Fallout edition of this podcast, we got a few items to get out of the way. Number one being uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 trailer came out. And uh, before it came Yay. out, they did the whole thing with the industry is doing now where it's like, oh, the, they'll show you a teaser to the trailer. So it's not a teaser for the movie, it's a teaser to the trailer. So the trailer comes out tomorrow. So today it came out, but yesterday they showed us a little little bit of a snippet of uh, of the movie. And it's funny and pretentious of Teenage Mutant Turtles to do that because they saw that, uh, that the other studios were doing that. Like Deadpool did that, Star Wars did that. But this is Ninja Turtles. Like, I love Ninja Turtles, but not these turtles. So it's very pretentious, I think, for them to be like, guys, the trailer is coming <laughs> tomorrow. Stay like, tuned. It's like, no, fuck you. Don't do that. Like, like don't, damn it, dude. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact, or I like the fact that Bebop and Rocksteady are in it. It's like that. those are two characters I've been waiting for since, like, 1989, you know? Yeah. That's, like, for me, is awesome. And my favorite character is coming back, Casey Jones. Like, he will always be my favorite Ninja Turtle character. Played like by Arrow, Stephen Amell, I might add. But but those are the only thing. Oh yeah, but those are the only things, only things I'll make you watch this movie, and that's about it. And it's still not strong enough to make me go watch this movie in the theaters. Now it could be really good, it could be, but like I said today in the in, in my post, this could be just Transformers with Ninja Turtles, and that's what kind of scares me because Michael Bay really has been dropping the ball in like the past like five, six, ten years. Wait, they they released a Ninja Turtles preview to the trailer. I are you? Do you mean the thing that was just Megan Fox's boobs and waist? Is that what you're referring to? That's pretty much what it is. Like, hey guys, we got a new thing coming, and here it is. You can see here's some boobs like, and waist. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, here's Megan Fox. You know she means business when she's tying her shirt, so you can see more of her belly. <laughs> as if like uh, the audience is freaking dumb now in America oh, alright here's some boobs and horribly CG Ninja Turtles yeah. you guys will see this no matter what it's like what we're not dumb <laughs> oh my god and it's funny too because I was talking to uh, one of my buddies the other he said that he'll probably be dragged to go see it but he'll not go seeing it but it doesn't look good to him I'm like well that's what the studios are looking at the money like you you know like protest with your money you know I w- maybe protest is the wrong, wrong word to use if you don't want to go see it don't go see it. Don't spend your money and go do that. You know, but he's like, oh, I'll probably be dragged to see it. Somebody I know will probably want to go. And then I'm spending my money in there. And the studio's like, yes, yeah, look at all this money it's making. So it's very popular. What do you guys think of uh, Bebop and Rocksteady's look? Meh. I liked it. I, I mean, th- yeah, their animation is not as great or like their rendering is not as great as like the Ninja Turtles, which is saying a lot and not a lot at the same time. Um, but I like how they're true to the characters. They look like the characters from the cartoons. They're a bit bigger than I would have liked. I mean, I love the way the Ninja Turtles look themselves. Like, I thought it was a kind of cool way they look, but they're too big. I wish they were smaller, like they were in, like, the cartoons in the movies. And same thing with Beaver Rock City, yeah. They're meant to be, like, beefy and bulky, but I think they're, like, way too monstrous and big. I mean, yeah. they, they, they gotta be the that big considering considering how big the turtles are. I mean, yeah. the turtles are like the size of a goddamn car. They're the right. size he's, of an Optimus no, Prime. That too. That's what that's what he also. That's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, 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 the turtles were oh. small. I like, wish they were like, you know, like looked like that, but tiny, short, like teenagers, like kids, not like what's his face, the mountain from Game of Thrones. They're all built like the mountain. They're the mountain, you know? Yeah, you, you like guys remember mount- that time Leonardo just decapitated a horse in one stroke? <laughs> no, it's like the mountain fucked a turtle. You know, and they're the result. Like that's exactly what this is. What this is. He fucked the turtle or something, and there you go. Interspecies erotica at its finest. 
interspecies are on it. <laughs> they should be yeah. tiny, and that's all I'm saying. And Bebop and Rocksteady should be the size the turtles are now, so that way it's a bit more. It makes more sense. Yeah, and I, I mean, like maybe it's just uh, me, me and my purist. I don't know. Looking well, looking at their costumes too. I mean, like with their getup and stuff, that's fairly dead on. Like I think they did a, a, a pretty good job at like getting that all together. You know, like the the glasses are there. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. The even like the, the turtle great. shell, like arm pads, which is really cool, and like the helicopter pilot, like that's awesome. And I, I agree with the size, but like you know, damage is done on that. Like you know, Michael Bay made his bed, and he's got to just make every single thing fucking that big. Imagine uh, how big Krang in that stupid suit's gonna be. Oh my god, it's gonna be massive. It's gonna be like like the size of a transformer. It's gonna be like and the size of a, of a like, you, Megatron. Like, like you can tell it's it's Michael Bay style because it has those like sweeping action like camera pants. It's got like his Boots. filter he uses for all of his movies. That, his like, like that. his like mind numbing like slow motion that really is not necessary at all. Yeah, yeah you know like his big huge explosions and everything. It's like oh man, like the the lens flares like that come off uh, any source of light. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy, just over the top, oh man, but, you know, people are like, and it's funny too, because like, there's a generation now that figures this style is normal, that this is just a normal thing, mm. that everything just is supposed to look like this, and it's supposed to be like this, you know, just like, and it's, oh man, it's so bad, because like, they don't know, like, this isn't good compared <laughs> to, you know, what we had, yeah, they don't know any better, They're like, oh, this is cool and stuff and everything, look at everything now, and this is their standard, so when they look back at stuff that we have, they're like, oh, that's crap, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Not for everything, but uh, one of my friends, little brothers, is like, "Oh, these new tutors are so cute." I'm like, "Really, dude? Like, why do you think they're so cool, Jason?" And he's just like, "Well, you know, like, I like how they look and they're so cute." <laughs> with my cheesy poofs. Yeah, and I tried showing him, you know, like our turtles from from the '90s, you know, that I had on VHS. He's like, "Well, these are stupid looking." I'm like, "What do you mean they're stupid looking?" He goes, "Look so fake." I'm like, "They look fake." <laughs> they're not even the right proportions. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Oh, you can so see the actor inside the guy's mouth. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, funny. Secret of the Ooze, what a terrible name for a movie, am I right? Yeah, Jason, I'm sorry, that, that impression was bad <laughs> of you, but you deserve it. Fun, <laughs> fact, <laughs> you deserve fun it. fact about Secret of the Ooze, and I guess we can move on, but like, fun fact, like, I was in an amateur boxing match maybe four or five years ago, give or take. God, four years. Yeah, four years ago. And my walk-in music was Vanilla Ice Ninja Rap. Nice. nice. And in the center of the ring, I did the ninja dance that they do on stage, like in the fucking movie. <laughs> and everyone loved it because we're all around the same age. And they're like, yeah, woohoo. Nice. So that happened. You had to be there, bud. You had to be there, buddy. <laughs> so moving right along off of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Shirtles. Uh, we've also got, um, let's see here, the uh, DCTV. There was an episode of Flash going on, there's an episode of Arrow, uh, and I think um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, right? Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so, very briefly, I think I'm the only one that was watching it on here. Uh, we got a bunch of really cool... <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, ...big reveals uh, going on, but what was interesting is that uh, Agent Coulson has really kind of turned to like the dark side, almost. like He's just like straight up really? murdering dudes. Doc Colson. Really? Yeah, so cool. so it was actually really cool. So what happened is this whole thing, like, it was leading up to Colson getting this, like, you know, this fun little fuck buddy, this little girlfriend that he's had. And <laughs> that's good. It, he deserves it. it. He it, deserves it's it. Good for, it's good for a guy who lost a hand. Yeah, good yeah. for Phil. Good for <laughs> Phil. But um, it was actually, and I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, it's if you're an Entourage fan, it was the woman who played Dana Gould, uh, played this woman who her name was Roz. I can't remember her last name. 
But uh, they were kind of like going back and forth. They're both spies. They're like, can I trust you? Can I not trust you? Blah, blah, blah. Then it turns out that he could and that she's being manipulated by Hydra unknowingly. And all this thing kind of happened. So uh, last episode, we had uh, Phil and Roz kind of eating dinner, enjoying his favorite burger from his favorite burger place, and her getting shot in the neck by Agent Ward. And it was just like, he's like, you know what? I How does it feel to like hold someone you love and watch them bleed out on you. Like, this is what you did to me. It's my revenge. See you later, buddy. And just kind of leave. So like, Phil is like racked with rage and he's the ultimate like, dick move. Yeah. He totally cockwalked. They didn't even get the fuck yet. No, man. No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, like they were trying this nice moment and he's just like, you know, he's really into her. Um, he was really like, they are really starting to get together and she dies. So he's been on this like vendetta. To Wait, go. they killed her. They 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 killed this. They introduced somebody new for him, and then they killed her. Yeah, and then they killed her bodyguard too in the same episode. It was what? So, it's almost like oh, this God. show is some kind of Joss Whedonian nightmare. I know. Calls it, oh God. Why? Yeah. So so now like um, this episode that was all last episode. So this episode was or even towards the end of the last episode, it was Coulson stalking down Ward and being like, "I'm going to kill you. Like, blah, 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 I'm going to get you." So they go to this. Remember, we're talking about this where like there's this whole other planet that uh, one of the one of the scientists went to, and she was lost there. And it was really cool. My mom really liked the episode. Um, <laughs> go find that podcast if you haven't listened to it yet. I don't remember what <laughs> it is, but listen to them all. You'll find it eventually. Um, so they go back to that planet, and actually, uh, Coulson goes with them. So hmm. this whole episode is like kind of one half of the team trying to figure out how to get the other half out of that other planet through the portal. So Phil's there. There He finds Ward, and he actually crushes his chest with his, like, robot hand. Sick. Yeah, it's, like, fucking nuts. So it's, like, the whole thing is um, they're about to leave, and that astronaut Will that was there that Simmons was really in love with, he... They find him. They're going to extract him. They're going to try to extract whatever monster or whatever. They find out it's an inhuman that's the monster of that planet. They're trying. Hydra wants to extract him because they want to use him for their bidding because he's like the ultimate power or some crap like that. So what ends up happening. Or some crap like that is. is (laughs) Yeah. But so what ends up happening is uh, when Simmons left, Will helped her and Will got killed. Who's the. What was the astronaut? That strong and handsome astronaut from NASA. Um, oh God! He, it turns out that he died, and the monster can shapeshift, so it took his place. And Fitz kind of figured it out. So it was like a struggle to like get to the portal, like who will go through stuff like that. And um, Fitz goes through, and he's yelling at uh, Coulson. He's like, "Dude, we gotta go. This is gonna close any second. And uh, Coulson has Ward on the ground, and he just like leans and slowly crushes him to death on his chest. That's rad as hell. And then they leave, and then it turns out the big reveal at the end for the big finale, and it was actually a better finale than The Flash was, um, was that Ward came out of it too, but he got possessed by the thing that was like the creature of the Planet X or whatever you want to call it. Um, so he's got all these crazy superpowers now. And it's un- it's unclear whether he's going to retain his personality or if this thing's going to take over completely. Um but if I have any guess, I'm going to say that he just kind of like he's going to shine through in the end because he's just evil and, tw- and sadistic and twisted as fuck. And there's no way you can like suppress that for long. I don't care what kind of inhuman you are. But uh, that was what we have to look forward to in January or February whenever it comes back for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yes, we will all look forward to watching the amazing Agents of Shield. Shut up! You don't even know. Show is that it's actually like these past weeks have been better than the Flash. Uh, you know what? I'll give it to you, Greg. You telling me like that. Um, Coulson's going to the dark side. He's doing all this shit. Yeah. Makes me kind of want to watch it. It certainly same, got my interest. Oh, but at he, the same he, time, it doesn't want has, me to. He has the best line too. It's awesome. So he like wakes up because he when he goes to the get planet, off my airplane, he, like, he, he gets knocked unconscious. I wish he said get off my plane. That'd be even better. But similar in the same vein as in you can kind of six degree of separation. It he wakes up and he sees um like two celestial bodies in the sky and he goes, "Well, I'll be damned." Tatooine and just kind of like goes about his day. Oh, that rules. I was like, that nice. Di- that nice Disney reference. nod right there, nice. Yeah, well played, sir. Well played. I hate that. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I know you hate it because you hate Agents of hate Shield. Because <laughs> you gave it the old three episode try. I, no, I watched. I watched more than that. I, I definitely watched. I mean, like, like two, two. Like, I understand where people are like this is shit because, like, I almost gave up. I think I did give up on it until uh, Civil War. I'm in Civil War. That's coming up. I'm in the Until, uh, uh, Captain America Soldier. too. Yeah, and then I was just yeah. like, you know what? Like after that, it just kind of took off, and it like it didn't stop, and it introduced all these new things. And I was like, you know what? Like this is fine now. It's not the best, but these past couple episodes, and I'm going to stick my guns on this, have been better than what the Flash has been giving us. And I I would have to even without seeing that Agents of Shield, I would have to agree because like the latest episode of the Flash was oh god it's everything I've been complaining about yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. and what's terrible too is that uh, uh I told one of my buddies to watch the Flash because he he's like oh dude you have like a new show for me to watch and everything because everything I tell him to watch he he goes ahead and, and does it and everything um anyway and uh yeah he started watching and this episode and it was a christmas episode of the flash but it was so drama heavy absolutely so drama heavy it was absolutely cw it was everything you don't want a superhero show to be and he was just like dude what the hell are you making me watch over here and i'm like what is this lifetime i'm like dude no like (laughs) what is this lifetime yeah (laughs) he he was so like he called me up i was like yeah what do you want he's like dude what what the i was like i know i know he's like what is all this like like just all these like feelings and stuff and these and oh god it's like, it's like who's who's this black guy my like, dude watch from the beginning watch from <laughs> the beginning like it's it's not that bad that's i don't know what they're doing i guess because it's a holiday show about christmas and stuff so they just really went into all the drama you know because the past few episodes have actually been pretty good they've been laying off of all the uh you know like the big scenes of fluff as amber would put it you know because uh you know like since it's not on netflix and uh, the series has to go on for a long time. They need to put in some fluff in there, but they put in the most uninteresting and lazy writer fluff. So uh, yeah, this latest episode, it was a whole bunch of stuff, and they introduced um, Wally. They actually introduced Wally, which was pretty cool. But yeah. I don't think he's going to have superpowers. But no, not yet. He will weird. eventually. Not yet. Um, so like about that scene, did anyone notice he's really fucking tall? What that? Like, like, Wall, the guy character who plays Wally or the actor is actually really, like, it's pretty tall. Like, it, for me, like, as like a comic like fan and like as a purist too, it's gonna be weird for me to see if Kid Flash is taller than the Flash. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's weird if they actually try and sell to an audience that they get their powers in the exact same accident. <laughs> oh, they could totally do that because they already yeah, for, for, time travel. For those of you who don't know anything about the Flash and you know the DC Legacy heroes, the way Wally West, who is probably the most famous Flash, 
uh, before Barry really took the reins and got his own TV show, was Barry is explaining to his nephew, oh, hey, I had all these chemicals on a shelf, and suddenly I was struck by lightning. That's how I got my powers. Oh, Uncle Barry, that's so cool. Suddenly a bolt of lightning hits, gives Wally the exact same powers. It's it's such bullshit. It's pure yeah. comic book bullshit, how, they, how both Flashes got their powers in the exact same way. I wonder if they're going to use Velocity 9. To give him like temporary powers of some kind, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, because they've already introduced the Velocity Six, which is I'm assuming three versions predecessor of Velocity Nine, which in the comic books gives uh, any user super speed, but is super addictive. It's like like heroin, and it doesn't have good side effects. <laughs> it's like that. It's like the. It's like the kind of stuff that uh, Johnny Quick uses in the um, the Crime Syndicate. Yeah, although or, he injects himself with mongoose blood, so it's I think like that uh, blood? they actually in the comics, it's something ridiculous. Well, in the comics, and uh, like after this, we'll kind of jump back on target. But in the comics, um, inertia stay on target. Inertia is it's coming from you, Dave. Nice, um, <laughs> <laughs> real classy there. But. Inertia is like the reverse Kid Flash. He's uh like he's a thon. He's just younger, and he torments Kid Flasher in Impulse. Um, but he loses his powers at some point, and uh, he, at least in pre-New 52, gets uh, Velocity 9 from Deathstroke, and that's how Deathstroke keeps him in check, is because that's his only source of getting his power, and it's very addictive, because, you know, superpowers are addictive by nature. If you lose them, you're going to be like, what the fuck? It's like if you, like, lost all your arms and legs, like, you're going to be like, I need these to, like, you know, function in my everyday life. I don't know. I can't imagine a world without them. So... That's how he keeps him in check, and eventually Inertia dies. But I, the Velocity 6 they introduced a couple weeks back, so I'm wondering if they're going to get um, closer to a good formula, but have that negative side effects, and maybe that's how they introduce like a, a drug addiction in Wally. Because Lord knows they didn't do it with Roy, and they kind of had an ideal opportunity to get that out of the way. Uh, but anyways, and, and the thing is, there's so much interesting content here for the Flash. Just just to wrap up here, that uh, oh man, that episode was so disappointing because uh, oh, yeah. it's everything that every every dude doesn't want to see. Because you're going here to watch a superhero show, and there's all this stuff. Okay, the introduction of Wally was pretty good, but they built it up through, for the throughout the entire episode as this like drama thing. Like Iris is just so. Uh, you know, she was so distraught about it, which you would be, if, you know, if you found out that, you know, your mother, you know, like birthed, you know, like a brother that you never knew about until this point in time. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like a soap opera, this show. I mean, stop oh, yeah. turning these shows into soap operas for, you know, come on, please. You know, I'm here to see a superhero show, not like, let's leave all that other stuff to the other channels. I mean, I would like, I mean, I would say if the writers from the CW want to want, like, want to write those kind of things, like, I think they should go through other channels, like, not... Not this. Yeah. Like, please, not this anymore. Like, I really wanted to turn off the episode of The Flash. I actually, like, paused it and went out and got lunch and everything and came back to, like, finish it because it was just so hard to watch. Oh, because sure. it was just a bunch yeah. of soap opera drama. Well, but, I, I mean, not even, like, Mark Hamill could have, like, saved that. And his performance was really dude, good on it, you know? Yeah, we like, did Mark Hamill's performance Mark as Hamill. a trickster ah. is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. This, this week. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I love I love that he came back on as a trickster, and he he oh, he delivers it so yeah. well. But like, I, I felt like at one point in the episode they cut from him to go back to that drama, and I'm like, wait, no, go back to <laughs> go back, bring go it back. to Mark Hamill. Go back to Mark Hamill. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, oh my god, I can't take. No, oh, how much money did you have to throw at this guest star? 
Exactly. Oh my god, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. give her more screen time. Not all this. Hey, I got to tell my father that my mother mm. is is at his birthday. A brother, Wally West, and hey, god, it's so hard. And Barry, hey, god, I know what to do. What uh, Irish, hey, god. You know what? Hey, god. Like, oh, so like, fuck, you man. know how like the final scene that we receive Wally is like Wally just shows up, and before anyone can say anything, Joe just starts freaking out. Yeah, like you know that. <sighs> what if that yeah. wasn't Wally? What if that was just like, and they're like, oh my god, who are you? Oh my god, oh my god. And what if he's like, yeah, you ordered a pizza. Who <laughs> <laughs> wants Like pizza? he's standing in the doorway and he looks at him and he's like, I'm not your son, dude. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> the fuck somebody ordered a pizza. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? Why is everybody freaking out? Why is everybody sad? Why are you about to cry? Am I going to get a okay, good tip yeah, out of I'm this? Just, I hope. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to put out my hand for the money and, uh, and go. <laughs> because this is weird. He was like, did I walk into the CW? Because uh, I thought I walked <laughs> no. into... That'd be amazing, yeah, because he, like, as soon as Joe opened the door and he saw, you know, like, a young black kid, he was like, oh, are you, that's, it's my, my son, it's my, like, he starts tearing up, I'm like, oh, for sake, come on. My boy. Another two, like, I, I really, like, listen, guys, I really do like The Flash, but I just really hate what they're doing here. I mean, oh, yeah. God, just please give me a superhero show, enough of this babble, like, whenever Joe and, um, and, and Barry have, like, a heart-to-heart Listen, I don't know who they're referencing as, like, a father and son and men talking to each other, but it's not as, like, campy as that. It's really not. It's absolutely not. Like, whenever my dad and I talk about technology, about Star Wars, it's not, like, sappy and campy. So It's it's it's, it's fun. Like, we have fun with each other. Sure. You know, we'll rag on each other. We'll, we'll either make fun or we'll like something. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll send me, you know, he'll call me up, like, hey, have you seen this new, like, uh, you know, like, some new technology? Because my dad just freaking loves tech. Because he came from a time where, like, none of this stuff existed. So he loves how it makes his life easier. But yeah, but when I, but so when I look at this CW, I'm just like, who are they referencing? Like a father and son that cry all the time. Like, well, I mean, like, like, so I, I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the watch scene. I'm gonna say that. I think that was like if they kept that in there and cut out everything else, I would have been fine. Because it was a nice touching thing. It's gonna it tells them that like nothing's gonna change their relationship <gasps> and all this shit. And I bet you they're gonna use the watch in the future for something. They have to. Like they made such a big deal of him putting it on and showing it on his wrist. That's going to show something. Good old MacGuffins. Good old MacGuffins. Um, mm. But anyways, speaking of DC TV, we also had the Arrow midseason finale, which was actually really cool. Like I thought, it, it pretty pretty much delivered. Unlike you know the Zoom lack lacking Flash, we saw a lot of the bad guys. We got a really good like you could tell that Neil McDonough has a great time playing Damian Dark. He just is just having fun with it at this point. It's fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys got a, got a minute to to catch up on Arrow, but it was like they're pretty much starting to deliver what they promised on episode one. So we had um, in episode one, we kind of saw uh, Oliver and Barry talking over a gravestone. And like the whole season has been like, who is in the grave right now? Rasha Ghul. And no, it's not Rasha Ghul. Shut up. Rasha But uh it's it's fra- I mean if anything is to be believed by this mid season finale, it is Felicity that is in that grave. So the whole thing was a big build up. There's a lot of sappy stuff, but it kinda worked out. Uh, Diggle's coming to terms with his brother being an evil fuck instead of being the soldier that, that he is, is, is. That is that his actual name in the comics, Diggle? Yeah. Well, he's not in the comics. He doesn't. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't exist in the comics. So his wait, name. What? So is, wait. So they, they they made him up. Yeah, yeah, they made they made him up completely. His name is actually so the I believe it's the writer, right? Or is it the artist? Casey, do you know? 
Oh, he's already done. It's, is it named after Andy Diggle? It's named after Andy Diggle. Then he's, that's this. the writer. That's the writer. So the writer of uh, Green Arrow Year One is named Andy Diggle. Mm-hmm. He so what they did is they made up this character. It's supposed to be a bodyguard. I didn't think he was going to take off as well as they did. He did. So mm-hmm. they just kind of like I, he was probably a throwaway character at first, and then he really kind of grew, and he was a good part of the team. Yeah, so he was kind him. of he was really kind of a tool in the first season. Yeah, he was Oliver's bodyguard, and it was one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like Oliver keeps on disappearing. He's like, "What the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to protect you if I can't find you half the time?" And then eventually Oliver lets him in that he's like the arrow, and like they kind of become buddies, and they they pal around, and they do you know arrow things. Uh, yeah, by and murdering he covers <laughs> he covers for him for a while. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a really solid partnership. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is his brother's name is Andy. Oh come on! Yeah, well that that was from that was from season one, so that was like a nice nod. And now Andy's becoming a more uh, because he's supposed to be dead, but now that he they find out that he's not dead, he's becoming a more integral character into the thing. So Diggle's dealing with his brother and figuring out that like he's actually not the hero that he thought he was. Um, Oliver and Felicity are having like a cool back and forth, and um, Oliver is running for mayor. So Oliver, at some point, just decides a better idea if he just calls out Damien from the shadows. So he goes on TV, pulls a press conference as a mayoral mayoral, uh, candidate, and he just says, this is Damien Dark, has a picture of him. And he goes, this guy is in charge of the ghosts, which are the soldiers that are killing everyone. He's responsible for everything ever. This is the only picture that we have. Um, You know, have Adam. I have a hotline. Call him out of the shadows. So, uh, at this point, Damien's like, well, I have no other choice. He shows up to the Christmas party, just, like, kills some dudes with, like, because he has magic. So, he straight up uses magic, uh, kidnaps Team Arrow, and is like, you have to come get me now, uh, Oliver. So, thing one thing leads to another. Things save the day. They reference the Nazis. They find out that Damien is building an underground lair that is has breathable air without any technology. That's what he's been kind of working on for some crazy evil reason. And um, yeah, so like all, everyone's kind of fine, saves the day. Oliver proposes to Felicity in front of everyone in front of the TV and in, in his Christmas tree. They go into limousine, they drive off. Limousine gets cornered by cars, shoot out. Felicity gets hit, is presumably dead. It's fucked up. And that's how that's how we leave it. So glad I don't watch that show, dude. It was so, <laughs> it was so, so cool. Glad. Like we got to see a lot of really cool stuff. Got to see some like cool gotcha moments. Um, Oliver is gonna freak out next season. I already know it. he's probably just gonna end up trying to kill Damien by whatever means necessary. So I was really, I actually thought that mid season finale was even better than uh, Agents of Shield or The Flash, but. Maybe that's just me because I've been really digging uh, Stephen Amell's take thus far. Uh, but that's all I got for Arrow to get you, catch you guys up. So if anyone's listening and wasn't caught up, now you know. And now you can just watch from the mid-season uh, premiere on. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all the news that we had to get out of the way. Now uh, enjoy the podcast. This is TV's Casey, coming to you live from the Commonwealth in this post-apocalyptic wasteland of the 2300s. And you're listening to 
the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Welcome to the Bethesda Fallout 4 Podcast, everyone. On today's podcast, we've got Booster Greg. What up? The Beater Man is Dave. I can't cast out here. TV's Casey. Ow! And I'm Sergio. Guys, Bethesda's Fallout 4. We've been playing it. All of our friends have been playing it. My god. Anyone who doesn't have Fallout 4 needs to get Fallout 4. If you're an RPG fan, if you like story, if you like shooters, Fallout has something for everybody. If you like The Sims, you've got you've got Fallout. You can build stuff and have a settlement in a town and tell them how to do things and, you know, forge around and everything like that. So, what do you guys think? This is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I put almost 200 hours into it already. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've gone full hog on this one. Um, and I actually, I completed it today, too. Uh, I got I got one of the endings with one of the factions. Um, and it was pretty spectacular. Uh, but, I mean, you're right. You're not kidding when you say it's a, it's a game for everybody. I mean, between... Creating the settlements, just outright exploring the world, reading the got to be millions and millions of pages of of text and like on every terminal that you get handed in quest lines, all the audio logs. I mean, there's there's a lot to love here. There's a lot to love. Yeah, I mean, I I mirror that. Like, it's just like such a great game. I'm a big fan of Bethesda games uh, in general, but. I don't like fantasy games, so like I like I get Skyrim, I get Elder Scrolls Online, I get Morrowind, and then I play it, and I like really want to be into it, but I just can't get like involved in the world. But with the Fallout series, that has not been the case. Like Fallout Three, I was super obsessed with. I actually skipped New Vegas because I heard it wasn't all that great. And then with Fallout Four, like I've just been, it's been hard to be like, I'm gonna play something else. Like so, I know like everyone like plays Battlefront, and like whenever I see you online, I'm just like, but like but dog meat's waiting for me. And then like, I have like buddies at work that are just like, Oh, like you want to go play Halo? Like we're playing tonight. I'm just like, but like if I play Halo, who's going to help the Minutemen? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what's, uh, what's going to go on. But, uh, like, I agree. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with this game. It's, it's all I can really play right now. If I'm not catching up on shows and like, it's so easy because the disc's already in there and it's just like, you just kind of play it. And it's just like, like even better too. Like even if you're you're watching a show or something, you know, you can still like play it and have fun. Like when I was watching uh, the Flash, you know, when all the drama stuff was going, on, I was like, hmm, what are, how are my settlements doing? Let's let's see here. Let's let's get him up the park. <laughs> oh God, everything's dead. Who's dying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hmm, who needs defense? Uh, somebody's kidnapped again. Someone's always getting kidnapped. Uh, you guys have enough food. What's going on over here? Ghouls are attacking. Oh, okay. super mutants again, eh? Oh, they really like eating you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've run into this thing where I have Sanctuary pretty well uh, set up, but they're always getting ghouls. I'm like, what? Like, you know, like, they don't attack it directly, but they're like, oh, ghouls are coming at us from the west or something. Really? Yeah, gag. Help us out. Yeah, it's weird. Like, the fence is, is, is up. Like, they got food, water, everything. But they're like, oh, ghouls are always attacking us. Go off to this far corner of the map and kill them. Yeah, and 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 uh, this other settlement has a lot of defense, too. And they always, someone's always getting kidnapped from, from that... General area, I'm like, how are you getting kidnapped? Is it, is it the slog for you? 
Uh, no, it's either Finch Farm or, or it's just somewhere in that area. It's either Finch Farm or like another location. I'm like, okay, you guys have gotten all of this, all this defense here. You guys are pretty good. They're like, oh, no, somebody was kidnapped. You have to go rescue them. I'm like, really? Again? I feel like a parent. <laughs> I feel like I just cleaned this place up. Can we keep it clean for five minutes? For five goddamn minutes up. so I can take a nap. Please. <laughs> yeah, God, please. Oh, my God. Has there any ever else coming to that? Like, uh, you set up your settlement pretty good, but you're still like getting bogged down by some super mutant or villain or someone's getting kidnapped. I've had the, the, the kidnap thing. It happens to me quite often. No, I've, I mean, I've, put, I've, put, I've put zero effort into establishing any settlement outside of Sanctuary. What? Really? Like, yeah. you don't have any supply lines or anything? No or, supply what? lines. I didn't take local leader, nothing. I pretty much just I set up what I had to set up for the purposes of getting Preston Garvey to settle his shit down. Because he's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, man. You're a general. I'm like, listen, I've been here for five goddamn minutes. You need to chill the fuck I out, know. Preston. <laughs> like, I get it. You're the last minute man. I showed up. I saved your asses in Concord. But, like, you got to relax. I, I've i been frozen for 200 years. Now you're making me a general of some 400-year-old themed futuristic fighting force. <laughs> get the... you. Come on. I'm not ready for this. My kid's been kidnapped, for God's sakes. <laughs> my, exactly. my wife's been <laughs> shot like five minutes ago in my time. What the uh, my husband I just got a dog. I got to feed the dog. I got to kill the dog. Played, all these <laughs> things I got to do now. Now you're putting this on me? What the fuck? I but, but I, yeah. I, I, I love all the internet memes come out. It's like, oh, my, my, my son got kidnapped. Got to go like fight all these things over here for, for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, like I do, like I find it funny how you know, uh, like whenever a settlement's under attack or something like that, it's a oh we have a problem with uh, whatever, and it's like some other side of the map. Like wait, what? How, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I would think it'd be like around the corner or something, or, or like or like a den. Like for for sanctuary, it's always like uh, like um, some, some further way south. I'm like okay, you've you've you had guys... sanctuary get attacked. No, 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 no. Like, like if they don't get attacked, so what happens is, uh, damn, you need to like work on your settlements, bro. Like, so in your settlement, what happens is, uh, you'll you'll get a call or you'll get like a quest or something like that. Like, oh, they're getting attacked. Go talk to them. You go there, you talk to them. Like, oh, we're getting, uh, you know, like harassed by these super mutants or whatever. And then you go to another location on the map that's always further away from your settlement. You go there, you kill them, then you go all the way back to your settlement to hand in the quest, and you're like. Oh, the, you guys were fine. Uh, thank you. They were, you know, they were harassing us. And then you got to go all the way back to Preston. Yeah, then you got to go back to Preston. Well, I usually take Preston with me, so I just turn him in right there and everything. Oh, that, that's super convenient. I wish I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gaming. I do it. .com. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, Abernathy gets um, <laughs> gets messed over. I remember the first time I went to, to Abernathy, and I was like, oh, look at this place. Amazing. You know, Dude. like, this is, this is a pretty cool small little farm with people. And they're like, oh, our daughter's, uh, like, Locke got kidnapped. Can you, can you go get it? And you go get it and everything. And when I came back, uh, these feral ghouls were attacking. I was like, holy crap, isn't it too early for this? It, it just this? don't stop at Aberdeen. Yeah, I had, like, I had, like, a 10 millimeter pistol, and they were attacking the back of the farm. And I was like, holy crap, what is all this? Oh, my God, they're fast. <laughs> Dude, Abernathy Farm is probably the most Boston accent you will ever see in that whole game. Oh, is it really? Oh, dude, it's so... It, like, I feel like I'm, like, playing The Departed all over again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no! Departed! Uh, it's the, so ridiculous. For, for me, it was tough to beat the guards in uh, in Diamond City. Because the first time you yeah. talk to them, like, yeah, I got fucking shot in the ass last summer. Like, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, Billy, hey, what the you? fuck's that on his wrist? Oh, it looks like a pit boy. <laughs> That's fucking cool, dude. Can I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> fucking pit boy, forget about it. <laughs> 
That's so good. Okay, fucking believable. Can you fucking play, <laughs> you fucking oh, play one of those, whatchamacallit, one of those games on that fucking thing? No, I don't want to fucking see that thing. Get that. Yo, oh, can, can you see those fucking boobies on that thing, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you something. I think if Piper had, like, a really, th- like, that thick of a Boston accent, I don't think I would have romanced her. I would have broomed her. Absolutely <laughs> broomed her. Just <laughs> do what you need to do, then broom her fast. <laughs> Absolutely broomed her. But, yeah, did you guys also romance Piper? I romanced her, too. I, I have yep. not. Uh, the only person I, I, I've... Well, I mean, like, so for me, it's just been me and the dog wandering around. Uh, so I've literally only ro- romanced one person and no Dave at the dog. Uh, I was going to say, is it, it the dog? It's Aww. not the dog. Okay, oh, sorry. I take that back. No, Casey. It's not the dog. <laughs> um, what but interspecies I, erotica is great when, no matter where it is. Sure. Right? But uh, right. what I did is I did like the typical like 1950s like aspect to it. And I just went to, uh, what is it, Three Horns Bar. And I saw the singer. And I just like, because my charisma was already at 10 at that point. And I was just like, hey, you. How you doing? And then she's like, oh, hi. I'm like, I like your music. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, you want to go to a place? And she's like, okay. And then... Um, <laughs> she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mr. J, let's go. But um, it was yeah, interesting, too, up. because this whole game, I've been... Like I told you guys, I've been super non-committal. So it's like fucking... Um, what's his name? Mo's Def over with the Minutemen. It's just been like, mm-hmm. oh, you should like you should be our general. And I just like Homer Simpson fade into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slow back yeah. away into the... <laughs> and then um, Hancock's like, hey, you want to like do some things for you? I'm like, yeah maybe later buddy see you later maybe yeah yeah okay and like everyone and so when i slept with the uh the bar singer she wakes up and i talk to her and she goes this has been great but i gotta go this wasn't anything don't get any ideas this is a one-time thing and i was like you know what kind of read my mind on that lady but it's funny too because like you'll go up to her and you would be like all right let's see if we can get like a little second thing out of this and she's just like no no thank you no matter what like my charisma's at 10 i think uh, if a couple pieces of armor that have an extra charisma point on them. And it's just like mm-hmm. nothing. She just won't have that. You can be the smoothest motherfucker in the wasteland. And she is <laughs> It's a black speech you. check. Yeah. You're never <laughs> passing that shit. Oh man. What um, sucks is like um Mike like I've I keep on telling everybody I'm making this game wrong. I play I mean I'm playing this game wrong and Casey's like that's impossible. It's hard to play this game wrong, but I seriously think I am cuz like you might be what are you doing? I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure I am because when I first created the character, I put like almost everything in strength. So there's v- <laughs> oh, you fool. You're so there's very it few. Th- so there's very few things that can like kill me or that I can't hurt. But at the same time, it's like I think I only have like one or two in charisma. So everybody hates me except for the dog. <laughs> except for the dog. The dog's my only friend. I can't tuck my way in and out of anything. So all I can do is just swing at them with my machete and hope for the best. I, I love that you put it all into strength. You're playing it like an action game. That's oh, great. You're well, like, well, I'm gonna be an RPG. Let's uh, let's let's be able to kill everything. Yeah, that's my first thought. I'm like, if I'm gonna be in the post-apocalyptic world, I need to be as strong as I can to survive and dump, and do some shit. So that's great. Little by little, I've been building my charisma. Well, first I built my dexterity, but now I'm building my charisma, so at least I can you know have a conversation. But <laughs> where people I'm are just like, be- quit quit looking at me like that, you fuck face. When, yeah, you'd be a good pack meal too. You got your strength all the way up. Carry everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dude. When God. when Dave first started playing the game, they're like, "Oh, you should be leader of the Minutemen." And Dave's like, "Penis," because that's as charismatic as he gets. Yeah. And they're like, uh, <laughs> "Never mind." No. That's like that's no. that's not too far what I would say now. You know, <laughs> David, be leader of the Minutemen. 
vaginas. Dave literally made himself in Fallout. <laughs> Dave, you're the leader of the Minutemen. Dave, strong. Yes, Dave, we know you're strong. Can you lead the Minutemen? Dave, strong. Dave, Dave strong. smash Minutemen. Dave, hungry. I, I right, get sandwich. Piper over here. Yeah. Reagan smash. Reagan smash. Reagan smash. <laughs> Dave, you need to you need to get yourself to Trinity Tower and befriend Strong because I strong? feel like you guys yeah. are gonna have a oh dope relationship. I'm like I'm not that far into the game. I'm like maybe at level eight, so I haven't been playing that hard. So I'm uh, almost debating like starting over and throw everything like in strength and charisma, so that way I can fight and talk my way into anything. Live with I'm your decisions. Almost debating doing that. Yeah, yeah some of because like you have like like a long game to go. So I would say just yeah, just you know, keep going with what you're doing. Yeah, and you'll get enough. No, you'll get enough points that it won't matter anymore. Like there's there's no level cap, so you don't have to worry about just straight stat dumping. Yeah, yeah, I'm like level forty something right now. Yeah, I'm yeah, and you have like all your shit up to ten, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, dude, I've been gaming. I've been like l looking for every possible way, like every quest. I just been like uh, the main part I've been doing right now, which I'm ha I, I love. That's what I love with these Bethesda games and RPGs. You can play this game any way you want. Like like uh, I was talking to our buddy uh, Mike uh, Simon, and he was uh, the way he plays the game is a lot different than I play the game. And he's found some like really cool stuff. He's like, oh, I have this and that, and the way I have this, uh, you know, th thing set up is pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, what? I'm like screenshot, send it to me. Oh god, and it was, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty cool. And like, I'm going around now, just freeing settlements, you know, just like my, myself. And uh, I was, I was taking Preston along with me. But then he started hitting on me, and I was just like, dude, like, and I, I love that there's an option for him to like, like, stifle that shit. Like, I forget the the, the dialogue, but it's just like, whoa, listen, stow that shit. Like, <laughs> you and I are, we and I are, are, are chill, but no, like, get out of here. So I left him back in sanctuary. I got Piper, <laughs> put her in the grog neck. Uh, outfit. She looks like an Amazon lady, and she and I have just been going around freeing things. And then um, I did a bit more of the story, and then now I'm uh, going around with uh, Nick Valentine. And Nick Valentine is such a cool character. Nick Valentine is bar none the best companion in the entire Dude, game. Like, like the voice actor behind Nick Valentine is absolutely amazing. Like, I, I, I like talking to him, just hearing his thoughts, so I can hear him speak. You know, just say anything. You know, it's like, oh, it's great to, you know, finally have some money who can watch your back on here in the wasteland. You know, he talks like the old 1940s kind of thing, yeah. like very detective-like. Mm. He's grizzled. He's, he's straight up Sam Spade. You know, I it's, love that. Yeah, it's and and uh, do you get the dialogue where you asked him about his outfit? And he's like, oh, it's the kind of thing I think people would respect. And, you know, it just kind of came together. And now it's here. And here we go. But, you know, it's not even just that. It's like, he's just really funny about it. He's like, well, if you woke up in a trash heap with no memory of who you were, wouldn't you throw on the latest fashions? Like, he's just, he's just such a, I mean, he's such a character, you know? Now, uh, since since there are these different ways to play the game, how is everybody playing the game? Are you sneaking? Are you going in guns blazing? Like, how are you going about playing? So, uh, my, my, my story with my story with this is, has been pretty interesting. I... <laughs> I uh, I started off as a sneaky bastard. I uh, my my original like special layout. I had dumped like I want to say seven or eight points into perception and and agility, like each and everything else was like like very low, just so I I could grab all the perks I needed. So I played that for like I don't know like fifty sixty hours like fucking whatever. Then I watched Surge on stream, and he is having a fun ass time in power armor, just trailblazing through everything. <laughs> So after I pretty much built my character up to be the sneakiest bastard alive with 6.3x multiplier sneaking crits, which is absolutely outrageous when you have the right goddamn silent sniper yeah, rifle. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I decided to dump the rest of my points into intelligence for the next couple levels, get all the levels of nuclear physicists, and now I'm chopping around in power armor. 
Yes, dude. Oh, dude, having that perk where uh, your freezing cores last a lot longer and don't eat up as much power is amazing. And you can make them into friggin' Terminator mines. Like, you eject them out of your body, like, behind yes. you. Yes. Uh, dude, I haven't done that yet, but, like, uh, I, I've seen that ability, I'm like, that's freaking cool. I, could, I, could, <laughs> that's I really couldn't cool. figure out how to do it at first. You have to have no grenades in your inventory. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. But I was wondering, too, because, like, yeah, I think I have, like, the, the, um, the castle artillery grenades. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there there are actually a few interesting ones you can get. You can do a quest on. Wait, 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 wait. So, so how does it work? So, so when your fusion core is getting depleted in your power armor, uh, you, you can equip it in your. How does it work? The way I did it is you you hold down the grenade button as it runs out, and then it just pops out of the back of your guy while you're moving. So that's it's actually, awesome. It's actually really rad. Um, like it it kind of just drops <laughs> where you are. So so you pretty much. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't there even trying. <laughs> it was going to happen. It was definitely it was, going to happen. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Um, yeah, it pops out of the back of your guy. The way I figured out how to do it is you just hold the grenade button down just as it's about to hit zero. And then you you hear it like it goes like chunk, and it pops out the back, and then it blows up like a mini nuke. It's great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Damn, especially cool. when you're fighting down like 30 or 40 cents at once in the final mm-hmm. battle, and you're like, Jesus, what do I do? You dump that fucking fusion core. You kick some ass. <laughs> Mario Kart so, style. Yeah, that's it. You blue <laughs> shell them. Speaking, you're making your power armor poop. An atomic poop. Yes. God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we pay the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Dave, how, how are you I, playing through the game? I can just hear Greg shaking his head right now, like face coming like, oh, God, why am I this guy's friend? Um, <laughs> I'm not denying that, Steve. We'll put it that So, way. once again, most of my... Um, most of my adventures are with my machete, so I find like you know how you get like a bunch of like melee weapons like at the beginning, and the, then I pick the machete. I'm like, this is it. This will be my weapon <laughs> from now on. Even when I find a much stronger melee weapon, I will still use the machete because it's a machete. So you can upgrade the machete too if you had the blacksmith perk. Oh yeah, I know. I saw that you can give it like bleed damage and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm more than positive I will find way stronger shit later on or build stronger shit. But it will be the machete and my shotgun boomstick for most of this game. And nice. Because I named the machete Salvador. And I go, like, you know, trampling around, you know, as much as I can. And the thing I love about love and hate about games like this is I'll have to get it from point A to point B, as, you know, we're supposed to. But I won't take the main road. I'll just run through the forest just because why the fuck not? So I usually go into stuff like guns blazing or, in this case, like machete swinging. Or when I find like an, or when I find like a brand new area, like if I discover an area, I look at the dog, quick save, and I'm like, all right, boy, let's do this. And we go in there and we just like have at it, you know, and see what the fuck happens. And I discovered not too long ago that the dog can set off a landmine, which I wish I knew early on in the game because I would have saved myself at least an hour's worth of fighting before even going into a quick save, like. <laughs> No, I'm serious, because I, I went to... Where the fuck did I go into? I was in... Um, God, it's like a town right next to that factory where you go in and you fight like all those like uh, raiders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The, so the like, you were in Lexington. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in, that, I'm in the town, and I had to fight all these mutants and whatnot. They all like... It was scary as fuck, because like, the dog starts barking, and I'm like, what is it, boy? And they all like pile out of the... They all like, start falling out of this fucking building, like a dozen of them. So I literally shit... And I just take out wherever I can and just start killing them off. So 
I probably wasted all my ammo, like, fighting these, like, mutants, you know? But they died. I picked shit up, kept them crawling around, picked up a lot of cool stuff. So I'm walking, and I see, like, this little, like, thing in the distance. I'm like, oh, what is this? I walk up, and I realize it's a landmine, so I stop. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Dog walks right <laughs> over it. <laughs> Boom! Like, it's like, no. you see it in slow motion? No, yeah. dog, <laughs> Don't I don't know what's do I don't know what's funnier. Me being the idiot like, oh, what is that? Let me go touch it, you know? Or the dog just walking over it. So we both die, and I realize this is way after I walked into the town, so everything I did in that town is like gone at this point. So like I start after this quick save like outside of the town. So I'm sitting there thinking about doing it over again. I'm like, you know what? I know what's in the town. I know how to clear it. Let me go to the factory, do that first. And then I'll come back here eight or nine levels later when I'm much stronger and it's not going to be as tough to kill these mutants. Because, like, this is my first time playing, like, any Fallout game whatsoever, which is probably bad because I'm getting used to how weak or strong shit is and how to play the game. So when I see a mutant now, I just try to run the other way I can unless I have, like, everything on me to kill this one mutant. I've never thought about that. Super mutants are no goddamn joke. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, because when I saw Super Mutant, I, I was following uh, one of the Adam Katz's guys. Uh, he spawned somehow near Vault 111, and he was now parked next to a car, and I was like, hoo-hoo, I'll kill him and take his power armor, because it's cool looking, and I couldn't kill him. And I realized he was invincible, so I talked to him, he's like, oh, hey, you want some power armor? You gotta get in good with Zeke. And I was like, who the hell is Zeke? He starts walking, and then I start following him, I'm like, oh, okay. And eventually we get towards the bottom of the map, and I see super mutants, and since I've played Fallout Games before, I'm just like, oh, crap, I'm not supposed to be down here. No, ma'am. Oh, man, I'm just thinking about, like, if Dave were to play that, and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, look at these my, guys. Uh, yeah, my first like, oh, let me go fight them. Fuck. With, uh... With with super mutants, it um, Jesus, I I forget where I was in the game, but as soon as I saw the meat bags, I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's time. This, the horrible, just be- sacks filled with meat, just in the middle of the street, all over the place. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't even see the the super mutant first. I saw the mutant hound first, and I'm like, oh god, they turned into dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a million times worse. <laughs> Yeah, I love how they have their own hounds and everything. I was like, what? It's crazy. And if you see one of those come up, it's like, oh, there's a super mutant somewhere. And then you look up, and then you see it. The super mutant coming at you like t- <laughs> like a football player holding a mini nuke running towards you. like, oh, my God. Vats, vats, vats. Beep, 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 and just try to eat. Oh, God. And you get an achievement when you die. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you what? Get, you get an you achievement called that? Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Oh, it's I amazing. That, yeah. I've 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 always like killed them before they've gotten to him. Just like, oh no, that's well, it, and just it it wasn't so that they didn't kill me. It was a uh, um I got that achievement or that trophy, but it was a rocket launcher that took me out. Oh. And it wasn't a super mutant. It <laughs> was it was a raider. <laughs> oh, in oh, power that's armor. So funny. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually one of those things where it was like that's when I realized that the uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but the rocket launcher splash damage is way OP and has way too much of a reach. So, like, it wasn't even near me, but I just, like, my arms got taken out by, like, the, the impact, I guess. Uh, or the blast radius. But that's how I got it. I was like, all right, you know, I died, but whatever. I guess uh, not all is lost. I was going to say, Greg, like, how, how do you play through the game? Uh, like myself. Or as I like to think of myself in that particular moment. So, basically, any uh, any kind of reaction that has the sarcastic option, I choose it, no matter what. <laughs> oh, God. Um. 
I walk around. It's always the, it's always the funniest option. Yeah, it really is. Always. It's so good. Uh, I walk around. I kind of have a similar approach to Dave where it depends on the kind of enemies. Like, I'll quick save beforehand, and I'll favor my shotgun when it comes to feral ghouls because me plus shotgun plus feral ghouls or zombies of any kind means I am not going to die at all. Uh, and especially since I found a combat shotgun and I upgraded that thing, so now I can just, like, unload without having, like, five or six shots without having to worry about reloading. Was it a legendary one or just a regular one? Just a regular one that I've uh, brought up. I named it uh, Boomhauser. Nice. <laughs> nice. Now, now I'm tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my uh, that's my my good old. That's what I rely on. But I don't find a lot of shotgun ammo. So uh, I've been using a lot of the Hawkmoon, uh, which I also named that for that <laughs> Destiny club. You named Hawkmoon Rising. Hawkmoon Rising. And uh, the first, uh, actually, the first ever legendary. A uh, hand cannon that I found, I named Fash the Stampede, but it got outdated really quick, so I don't use him anymore. Oh, oh I know that one. So I, great. I, I, I named that uh, uh, Rick Grimes. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, you know Rick Grimes. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of go through. I kind of take it on a case by case basis. Like, I'll try to like see what's coming around. If they're like, if it's a wide area, I'll choose the sniper rifle. I have one that does uh, fifty explosive damage per hit. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. So if I just headshot one dude, I can pretty much take him out, uh, yeah. no matter what, or even uh, if it's a chest shot. You you if guys gotta if if you guys are are when you get pretty far into the game and you feel like you could step up the difficulty to survival, um, enemies start dropping legendaries like no friggin' business. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, right. I I have kind of an outrageous amount of them, um, yeah. and not just the ones that are sitting around in the game. Uh, my favorite has got to be, and I, I feel so lucky that I got this on a sneaky bastard run. It's, um, it's a sniper rifle that does double damage if the enemy's at full health. What? Hmm. So the first shot you take, it already does double damage from, uh, it's like, it's obscene. It kills pretty much everything in one shot. But, um, I know most of you guys have found the Overseer's Guardian. Yeah. Which pretty much... It's I'm I'm convinced that it's the single best weapon in the game. That has to be, dude. It, it has to be. Like I I haven't. Oh man, I have to force myself to use other weapons just to kind of change it up. Mm. You know, just so I'm not you know openly just just you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Like the spray and pray. It's uh it's a Tommy gun. Oh, I love that and, gun. I have that too, dude. It's so good. Like it shoots bullets and the bullets explode on contact. So they're like they're miniature little explosions. So like you'll kill something and then all the bits and stuff start flying everywhere and you're like, ah, this is so much fun. And it's so cool just to shoot like a Tommy gun like in the uh, in the wasteland. Yeah, man. Oh man, I just wanted to touch up real quick. Like, uh, I, I think we we've all seen, um, well, maybe not from end to end the the video game awards that just happened. And it's interesting how like Fallout didn't really win anything. I mean, we know like the video game awards don't really mean much. I mean, you know, to everybody who wins, that's great and everything. And they're rigged. You know, all the they're rigged and stuff. Well, of, of yeah, course I mean, it didn't win, Serge. You had the instant classic known as The Witcher Three. To have won I mean, everything ever. Like, The Witcher won everything. Fucking what? How did Fallout not win anything? Seriously? Yeah. The Witcher is that good that Fallout's just like, ah, oh, nah, what are you What are you talking about? The open world, you can pick up everything and uh, guns, build your own houses? It's, it's the same science fiction bias that plagues the Oscars. Seriously. Oh my god. Like, I don't even want to, I'm, I'm pretty upset about it i don't even want to fucking talk about the stupid video game awards we already talked about that let's move on but that that's such a such, such a fucking like blah like such at least it's such a bad taste in your mouth like fallout is this fantastic game 
Um, I'm able to talk to like any coworker that I uh, that is playing it right now. I can talk to them at length about it, like even more so than what we're going to talk about today. And it's, it's just a good time because like, oh, what did you do? Oh, what did you do? How did you get this? How did you get that? And it's just been like a really cool. Like it's such a, a it's the most social single player game that I have seen. I will say seriously that well, wow, that's a really good tagline. Yeah, right. <laughs> branding, marketing, <laughs> dude. Why am I not working in marketing right now? Like this, all I think of is like, what if we do this and this and this? What about this tagline? What about I don't know. I mean, it's amazing, dude. I mean, like everybody, you know, I have friends who, you know, just like uh, you know, Dave and Mike, you know, who were playing it for for the first time as their first follow game, and they and this is a good one to start off on because they're like, dude, you can pick up anything and enhance your weapons, enhance your town. And everything you can get power armor, you can fix it, you can enhance it, your your your, your armor itself, you can pick up blacksmithing to um to uh upgrade your melee weapons and all sorts of stuff. I'm seeing like sixteen more levels user... of crafting. Seriously, I'm seeing more user content created, like stuff like memes and uh, people showing off their like there's a whole subreddit dedicated to people showing off their settlements alone. Yeah. You know, I'm not seeing that kind of stuff for The Witcher, so I'm like, uh like video game stuff has to be like rigged and everything, you know. Oh, Whoever totally. paid the most money, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's not to you know shirk any of the work that developers do. We all, you know, it, it's it's hard because we, you know, like the three of us went to design school. And we know it's not easy, but at the same time, it's like we don't take those award shows seriously. Never take them no, seriously god, because no. you know, oh god, if they were to really reflect how the people feel and, and what they play, I think Fallout would have won something, and it didn't win anything. Not even Game of the Year. The Witcher won for that. Like, I don't. I disagree. Highly disagree. Yeah. Fuck you, Witcher. Yeah. Love me. So, Greg, our uh, next segment. Yes, so uh, we're introducing a new segment. Uh, it comes up uh, to help with games that are too long or if media that's too long. I call it earmuffs. So, in this segment, um, Serge and Dave, who have not gotten to beat the game or have even gotten to the Institute yet, uh, there's a big reveal that happens. So, get, uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to take off your headphones. We'll let you know uh, when to come back. And anyone who has not gotten there yet. Fuck yourself. Please, Please hide yourself behind this curtain. We will retrieve yeah. you when it's time to continue. Yeah, and I'll even I'll keep up the Twitch chat too. So if you're listening and live right now and you don't want anything to be ruined, I'll let you know when to come back. So are you guys all muted up? Yep. Cool. So uh, Casey, the institute. So while we get into just I guess just to int- introduce it, uh, there are a couple of great factions in this game. The Brotherhood of Steel makes a return as always as the carry the biggest gun, you know, uh, s- s- not exactly speaking softly and carrying a big stick, but um, really coming in there to to end the synth menace. You got the railroad who's trying to save these renegade synths and give them a real chance at life. Mm. Uh, you got the Minutemen who pretty much just follow your command, so they're, meh, not so interesting. Right. But you got the Institute, who throughout the entire game are built up to be these big bad snatching people in the night replacing them with robots i mean it's absolutely insane the secret police it's the sec- yeah it's almost like a secret police yeah. and you go in there you get this quest it's like we're going to build a relay we're going to we're going to teleport inside you're going to blow them up from within it's going to be great you go in there you got your power armor on you got your guns ready to blaze you walk in you meet this old man well no I'm first 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 let's go back a little bit oh, you all see, right, you see your son you see Sean He's behind yeah. a glass. He's behind glass, sitting there playing a toy or something. Walk up and you go, "Hey, what's going on, Sean?" But like, this is what you were expecting. You have gone through Kellogg's brain. You know your son's ten years old. You know that you've been sleeping for far longer than what you thought you were. 
And the kid goes, who are you? You know, you know, and you have all the options. So I went like, you know, well, you know, I'm your dad. Like, are you okay? What's going on? And he's just like, what are you talking about? And he starts yelling for this, this character whose name is father. And he goes, father, come help. There's a strange man here. Father, father. So then father shows up, who's an old man. Like you were saying, Casey, uh, gray beard, white hair, the whole deal. And he says this tagline and the kid just goes to sleep. Deactivates. And you can take it from here, Casey. So it's revealed that the kid that you're looking at is just a synth too. He's another mm-hmm. robot that, you know, just like all these other ones that have been, uh, you know, taken over from, you know, in the Commonwealth. And the old man, father, comes up to you and is like, listen, I know this is going to sound nuts. But I'm Sean, dude. And it's like, fuck. So this. like, what I really wanted to, and we debated whether we we're going to talk about this or not. But I thought this was fucking awesome of them. Did it's, your kid look like you? I mean, well, I guess. Well, you played as a as a, as a, a female. Yeah, so I played as a woman. So my cat, like Sean, looked so much like my guy. Like so fucking much, like to the point where I looked at him and I was like, huh. He kind of looks like me in real life. They, they did a better, you know, like I should have used this as a <laughs> It's character a better model. me than me. It's a better me than what I could have made. And what I think they did is they used some of my character, like most of my character, but some of the mother as well. Yeah. I think. But he looked like an old man me. And I didn't put it together until he was like, I'm Sean. And I was yep. like, what? That makes so much sense. And I was literally like. I was so pissed because I couldn't talk to anyone about it because, A, I was waiting for the podcast to talk to you about it, Casey. But, B, oh, yeah. like all my friends at work who are playing it have not gotten to the Institute yet. I so. I got to tell you, I completely understand why they would wait, you know, because it's like there's oh, so yeah. many things you can do in this oh, yeah. game where yeah. it's, you don't need to rush into anything. But holy shit. Yeah. I mean, just holy shit. I mean, that's why I rushed into it, because like, we have to talk about it on the podcast. Like, I want to at least get to the Institute and see what's going on there so I can have, like, a broader, you know, perspective on this whole thing. And this whole game, and it's something that you said on, I believe it was the preview podcast, or maybe the first time that we had uh, talked about Fallout a couple of weeks back, where this is a game where everyone is just trying to survive as best they can with the tools they are given. So... Right. The Minutemen only know how to kind of scrounge and survive that way, right? They're like, trying to do the best for the community one life at a time. Right. Uh, the the uh, Brotherhood, you know, they only know how to take control, so that's what they want to do. They want to control the chaos and get it to a point of no longer being uh, craziness or chaotic. And you just keep on going with that. The Institute is no exception. The Institute is just a group of people who are the smartest of humanity, at least that's they're, what we're they're, like they're, I mean, they're working out of the basement of MIT. Yeah, and they've built it to this whole underground society. So they were using, you know, knowledge and what they know about physics and, uh, like, herbology and all this stuff to make an underground civilization that looks better than the, the fucking... The the surface world. It's Yeah, it's nicer than anything the pre-war was in 2077. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's like, just like it, it's yeah. For for those amazing. of you who haven't seen it, I guess the best way we could describe it is, uh, it's J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. I would even say I agree with that, but I would even say it's the Citadel from Mass Effect. That's a good one too. That's like literally when I walked out, I was like, "Did I just walk into Mass Effect?" I'm What's the Lone on? Wanderer, and this is my favorite place in the city. Yeah. <laughs> no, you bastard. 
Um, I just want to talk about that for briefly. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the guys back, but I'm gonna let everyone know that spoilers spoilers are yeah. over now. So we're we're done here. Yeah. Uh, so come on back, gentlemen, and for Twitch users, come on back. Welcome back, guys. Are they back? Can't hear us. Nope, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, there we oh, go. Okay. And Casey, I can't believe that the wife was the bad guy all along. Oh, oh no. <laughs> if that I mean, were true, that means no matter your, which your one you choose, you'll be the bad guy. <laughs> the corpsicle. Nora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, I think it's about that Nate. time you uh, had some kind of question for us. Uh, maybe, maybe one of a, a secret nature. So that's right. It's about that time. It's over an hour into it, and this is the time where I ask the cast of the Bad Carrie Funky Podcast my infamous secret question. Secret question, Tim. One of these days, I'm not gonna have a secret question, but I'm still gonna say it just to hear the jingle. Um. So, guys, we are we have been talking about a game that takes place in a post-apocalyptic Massachusetts. Um, we've gone through a lot of misadventures and a lot of trials and tribulations. What I want to ask you is if the nuclear Holocaust happened now, which real life human being would you want as your companion? And we're going to start off with Casey. Hmm. Like a, like a celebrity or anybody, anyone, as long as they're alive. Oh my God. Um, Jeez. Well, I, I always kind of figured if the, nuclear, <laughs> if the nuclear apocalypse really happened, I kind of just figured we'd all be roomies trying to survive. Yeah. Hey. We'd I'd be, we'd be like that. a faction of, of raiders, but, but bad coyote funky raiders. Ooh. That's what I'm all about. And all we do yeah, is I'm all in the brotherhood. Fuck that. We make Better a little bitch-ass raider armor. I have my, my I said, I my said real life. Real life. <laughs> we could so. make real life raider armor. It's all a bunch of crap that makes you look scary as shit. I can just see Serge running around in Stormtrooper storm outfit, being like, this is my power <laughs> Hey, man, he could found the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, you could you could start the Brotherhood of Steel, Serge. How about that? Hmm, yes. Through me, all things. <laughs> uh, but seriously, who would you, who would you choose? Uh, Serge. Hmm, who would I choose? A real-life person to come along with me to have fantastical adventures with. Damn, that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, I want to say it's got to be somebody funny, interesting. I, I, I want to say Jim Carrey, but <laughs> may or may not have fallen off. Hmm, maybe oh, comedian. Maybe Conan O'Brien. That'd be hilarious, dude. I mean, he'd be totally useless. He'd be so useless. <laughs> He's yeah. He said himself that he'd be totally useless in a post-apocalyptic society, but he'd be hilarious. He would be the Absolutely first hilarious. to sell you out too. <laughs> he would he would be terrible but he would crack me up for the whole thing like alright we gotta get this thing like you know well we gotta get some water I guess so let's go do that well how are we gonna and then like adventures would ensue just me and Conan O'Brien that'd be awesome that'd be awesome uh, what about you Dave Bear Grylls I wanna survive I was so sure he was gonna say Jenna Jameson yeah no, I was so sh- I was banking on it no, not Jenna Jameson. Not not now, anyway. In her glorious prime, yes. But the way she looks now, after banging out with, like, 
Tito Ortiz for a couple years. Uh, no, Spanky. Eh, she'd be a ghoul anyways. Yeah, I was going to say. She's ghoul a ghoul, J- ghoul Jenna James. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen her? Like, no, I would prefer to leave my image of her intact. Thank you. Like, oh my God. Like, she really has not taken care of herself. I mean, one could say age is a factor, but no, she really has not taken care of herself. She really looks like she's been pounding down 200-year-old Salisbury steak and Instamash. <laughs> well, well, like, wouldn't she rather, like, the Survivor Man over Bear Grylls? Because people are like, oh, Bear Grylls is a fake oh, and everything. I, I forget the two, but yeah, Survivor Man, the guy who goes in there by himself. I can't remember his name, though. I thought that guy but, got yeah. eaten by bears. You're thinking of somebody else. Oh. I think. I don't know. But yeah, I'd go with that guy because I want to survive. But if I had to go with a porn star, now you mentioned it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, what have you guys done? We brought it yeah, now, now, now you've mentioned it because I do want to, you know, get my rocks off while we're out doing this because we might die anyway. Uh, okay. Gianna Michaels. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, right there, Serge. <laughs> if, we're, if we're going that route, I'm picking Scarlett Johansson. No oh. reasons. Listen, she's got she's got the Black Widow training, right? No, she doesn't. Spit. It's real life. Scarjo. She got nothing. Yeah, she does. She's the voice no, of a she, computer. That's what you get. You get no, a voice she, of a computer. She can do that stuff. She can do that she stuff. She cannot do that stuff. She doesn't. Yeah, she's trained. She's, she's not trained. She's trained. She's trained. She can do all that stuff. Yeah. That's good. Um, for me, I'm going to pick a Danny Trejo. Because that nice. I was just going to say. Is you know, he is, he is a companion in New Vegas. Is he really? I didn't know that. I swear to God, he's a... Uh, He's a um, he's a ghoul like bandito, or what is it? Uh, vaca- he's a vaquero. He's a former like like Spanish gunslinger turned into oh, a man, mechanic. That's that's he's awesome. he's probably my favorite in that game. He's great. That's so I'm good. sure Danny Trail's grizzled enough where he can survive the nuclear blast just by being outside. Oh man, <laughs> hands down, and he wouldn't like, even he'll be just... a ghoul. Be... Yeah, like the, the mushroom clouds <laughs> going. I mean, off. if you've seen him, he, he already looks like a ghoul. Outside. It's the start of a movie, like the mushroom clouds going off, he's just sitting there looking at it, and the wind's blowing in his hair as like the shockwave hits, and he just takes up shades, puts them on, and just sits there and waits for it. You know, he's uh, he has that serum that what do you call it? The uh, that family has. Did you guys get to that in the game? Where it's like oh the, the cabin house, the, yeah, the yeah. cabin house. He 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 like stole that serum, and now he's just immortal to everything. It's great. No, he is the serum. He they is the serum. Him. <laughs> they no. the lifeblood of which they all get it. It's all a cover. The dad has nothing to do with it. It's all Danny Trejo. It'd be so good. It's the most ri- ridiculous. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would so choose ridiculous. him, or just find a dog, and just be have it be real life. Me and the dog wandering the race, the wasteland. What are those like military trained German shepherds with like the uh, with the chromed out grills and everything? No, just just my my parents' dog. Imagine that. He's so dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> you would die. What are you doing to yourself? <laughs> it would be so. It'd be the funniest thing ever. A ghoul go up to him. He he makes a sound. He goes. Bruh. <laughs> you just like the ghoul just take him out. It'd be terrible, but awesome at the same time. <laughs> He's so dumb. Love I love how much dog. fun you're having with it. That's great. <laughs> Best answer ever. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I think you're pretty much. And it, like, also, like mirroring kind of Casey sentiment. I think that would be like one of the things. You just you gather your buddies, and then we just survive together in a nice little community, and then we can all bring our companions with us. Be yeah, because it, it also yeah. give us a reason to not be like total assholes. Because it's like, well, I mean. I gotta deal you with know, these no, guys. No, that's that's what pisses me off about like Fallout a little bit. Not because the game, but myself. I was gonna play this game to specifically be an asshole, specifically be a bad guy. Like I was inspired by Reddit to make a make a town full of cannibals that fuck each other. That's what I was gonna do. Damn it! Oh my that god, that was my goal. 
And you never do that in these games, though, because like you, you, you go and you be like, I'm gonna shoot everyone in the face. It doesn't agree with me. I am going to pick everyone's pocket and leave grenades in it. Fuck yeah. all of them. And then the first person's like, Hey, you know I what? Like, I, I'm, I'm kind. I need some help. If yeah. you have a minute, I'd really appreciate it. Like, my mom and died. I watched my sister get raped by these guys. Can you like help me? And you're like, Someone kicked my dog. And you're like, Yeah. Oh, you're like, sure, oh. I'll help you. You've had. A I think I think Dave would, would really like three for that reason because they really um oh they hammer they really let you get away with being a, a huge piece of shit yeah they do like t- ten minutes into the game you can set off a nuclear bomb that kills like two hundred people but I'm saying though I can't do it like it's like I try to do it in this game like oh yeah I'm gonna do some horrible things to people and like Greg said the first person I meet I'm like sure I'll help you so I'm pretty sure exactly how I'm playing the game is exactly how it would happen in real life like a bomb went off. And we all had to survive. I'd be the one asshole helping like everybody, <laughs> and probably taking the most flack for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for everybody out there, you can also answer the secret question: Who would you choose in a post-apocalyptic world? A real person? Let us know. You, you, can, us. you can say Booster Greg. It's completely fine by me. <laughs> Just saying. You can say, you can say the bearded menace because he's sexy, dead sexy. <laughs> hey, Serge. You missed a golden opportunity to say Olivia Munn, who does have actual fight and training now that she's silent. Now she does. Damn yeah. it, I changed it to Olivia Munn. I'm glad I thought of it, Casey. <laughs> then I, I yeah. changed it to Will Smith. Listen, I got <laughs> your back, future <laughs> post apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> This would have been a perfect opportunity to say Mark Hamill, but yeah. we already said it. It happened yeah, we got it earlier. Got it we'll earlier. say it again, time. but, you know. Say it again. Oh, God. <laughs> well, guys, like all good things, this podcast uh, must come to an end. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody who's uh, been with us live on Twitch.tv slash Funky and been listening to us uh, via iTunes and on SoundCloud for you Android users. Join in with us every Thursday at uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash Funky and at BadFootyConky... Uh, oh, my God. BadFootyConky.com slash podcast. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like reading and trying to nice. <laughs> get the wrap up at the same time. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in with us. This has been Day of the Bearded Menace. BD Wong. I would take BD Wong. Oh, God. Spin Booster Greg. Uh, I would take uh, Chuck Norris. TV's Casey. Hey. Oh, okay. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all oh, you got. Okay. Great. Cool. Oh, okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that was, was good. I didn't. I expected him to uh, say something else. Yeah, but uh, he did. Oh, oh, Ron Perlman. Fix it, fix it in post. I don't know. No one said Ron Perlman. Really? That's okay. I, hmm. <laughs> nah. I mean, redo it. I, I think. I think maybe he's no, not as relevant anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Still a Ron Perlman though. Okay. I love him, man. Everybody, thanks for <laughs> joining us. On Twitch TV, check back to be funky and listening to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Every Thursday night, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. Thank you all. We'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Or maybe we'll see you never. Never. So do I just go on three or...
Yeah, count to three. Um, so this all takes talent for that, and then just go ahead and do it. All right. Uh, so first take. Here we go. Uh, one, two, three.